And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. A great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Tyler Grant. Always a great time talking to Ty. Uh, and we discussed a lot. It was a little all over the place, but I think you guys will enjoy it. We talked about Javier Mille uh, winning the presidency of Argentina. Um, we talked about 2024 and what us Americans have to look forward to next year um, and a, a bunch more. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Ty, if you haven't, if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at no Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a couple seconds to leave us five-star rating and a good review. I really appreciate that. If you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no Gimmicks Podcast. Right, without further ado, the great Tyler Grant. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Tyler Grant. Ty, how you been, man? I'm good, man. I think I've pulled off a fantasy win this week. Jags won, dogs won. Atlanta Braves are trading people around, so it's it's uh, it's a good day. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive going into this week. A lot of time with family coming up. Hope everybody's buckled in for politics at the table. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, Dude, I, I can actually say on both sides, my family and my wife's family, I can't remember the last time politics has come up at a holiday i mean if my ever i don't brings know it up immediately really <laughs> it really my mom is not like particularly political but she just sort of i think she uses opportunities where we all get together and have dinner as a way to like kind of get my take on the world and get kind of like a just sort of a monthly update about where things are so you know it'll be like like i imagine thursday will be exactly like this we sit down, say say a prayer. I'll do it, you know, because everybody's coming to my house, and my dad has like kind of a man at the house kind of thing, so I get to kind of run the show this time. So I'll do it, and then I, after maybe like a minute or two with people being like, "Oh, this is good," ooh, oh, ooh, you know, like all that nonsense, my mom will be like, "So, Tyler, I um, I, I saw something in the news, and it'll be a, it'll be a news event from like two months ago, because you won't have really like paid attention since then, so it'll be like." Yeah, I just I saw this thing where where Joe Biden fell down at someone's graduation. <laughs> like, yeah, that was in May, Mom. And yeah, he's he's getting older. He, he turned eighty one today. She'd be like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, what do we think is going to happen in twenty twenty four? And then you know, just I mean, he's like, probably going to fall down again. Yeah, yeah pro- that, that's no, safe bet for sure. For sure. I mean, I I saw that creepy video yesterday where he's like, Oh, you know, where you you have cute ears or something to that little girl? Are you yeah, are you seventeen? And she's six, like six year old girl. Yeah. <laughs> You have cute ears, man. So good, man. It's just, it's so, it's so perfectly weird and creepy. It's just exactly, it's exactly who we all know Creepy Joe to be. They, they made him into, uh, they rebranded him into like good old Uncle Joe during the Obama years, but he comes back to exactly who everybody said he was before that. Dude, I, uh, like a lot of my family, like, I, you know, I live in Toledo, Ohio. It's like one of the bluest counties in the Midwest, <clears throat> actually in the, in the entire country. Yeah. It's like seventy five twenty five Democrat Republican my area. It's it's terrible. But uh I uh 
like my my parents, my brother, obviously me and my wife are, are on the right. But and I, I I knew I had a couple cousins who were like closeted Republicans, you know, like most of my extended family are like Union Democrats. And uh, I like my, my one cousin, like we were drinking beers and, and talking fishing up at the cabin up in the UP like a couple years ago. And he's like, I don't know, 12, 14 years older than me. And like he said something about politics that led me to believe that he's on the right. I was like, hey, man. What, can you repeat that? And he starts laughing. It, it turns out he is like a like a like a staunch conservative. I had no idea. It had never come up. And I'm like real close to my cousins too. It's just I don't know, man. We talk fishing. We talk other stuff. We talk football. Like it's just it just doesn't come up. Like I had no idea. Like I I mean you know he lives his life in a very Republican way, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But uh, yeah, man. I just I don't know. I I really don't know the political views of like. The majority of my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff yeah it's uh i'd say like with very small exceptions we have like a very conservative or certainly like you know the kind of like christian evangelical southern conservative kind of family um so like generally of the immediate family i'm the only one that really kind of thinks through this stuff a lot or talks about it at all in any sort of significant manner but um as it should be as it should be yeah but yeah everybody uh everybody kind of everybody's pretty consistently on the right and enjoys talking politics but mainly just to kind of bemoan whatever crazy thing is happening right now or you know seeing your taxes go out the door or seeing some crazy government program be implemented in florida that people are like what are you what what is this and why is my property taxes going up to account for this my cousin that i found out is conservative uh he said that it's too his sons, who, who I love to death, but they're both in college. Um, he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I, I don't say any names on the podcast." He was like, "Yeah, my boys, they uh, they get most of their news from your Twitter." And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh, oh shit, what have I done?" No, I didn't know anybody in the family was following me on Twitter. You know what I mean? Or at least not paying attention to my crazy anarchist bullshit I'm spewing on a daily basis. But, uh, yeah, that, that gave me a real sinking feeling in my stomach for a second there. I'm like, oh, boy, what have I been, what have, what have I been seeing? Have I been going off half-cocked again? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Dude, sometimes, sometimes you have to, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, d- the dinner table, it'll be interesting to see because uh, this Thanksgiving, my brother informed me a minute ago, actually, that he is bringing a new girlfriend to the table. So I don't know anything about her. He hasn't told any real updates about that. And this is very unique for, for young Trev. Uh, hasn't brought a girlfriend to, or I don't know if they're boyfriend, girlfriend yet. Who, who, who's to say? Who's but to say? Uh, it, it's the first time he's uh, he's brought a girlfriend in a while. So I'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Because if my mom opens with, have you heard about have you heard about all this stuff with transgender people? I'm going to kind of look look over at this girl and see if she's cool. <laughs> before <laughs> we're into take. Like we'll find out right here, right now. Here, yeah, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sort of look over like, hey, uh, just real quick before we get started. Are you, you know, you don't have to tell me if you voted for Trump or not. That's fine either way. But like, did you vote for DeSantis in Florida? Do you vote, first of all? Like, <laughs> be right. very important couple questions i mean i just hope you know obviously for your brother's sake you know no portion of her head is shaved not even a little bit on the no, side that's a no, red I flag her, you know i met her yesterday we went to okay. the jags game i met her yesterday um so that was 
that was interesting. Normal yeah. seems normal enough. Seems normal. Realtor. She uh she had a oh that's a that's a, good, a perfectly normal job. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, we you know she she did she did talk real estate immediately. I think Trevor must have told her that I was a real estate investor. So she was like, seemed like you wanted to like talk shop a little bit. And I was like, sweetie, I'm not gonna. I, no, I got, like I got it's my. A, it's people. a it's a Sunday. It is. Yeah, a like, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got my people lined up. I'm not gonna. You're not making business off of me today, okay? But yeah, she had a little uh little pash rash on the chin, so I I turned to Trevor and I was like, I know you guys hung out last night, but 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 buy a fucking razor, <laughs> like, come on, man, like, good lord, son, like, you, lotion and a razor. You can't be. Come on. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. I don't know. He's fine. He doesn't listen to this. The Jags. Uh, Jags won big yesterday, right? Jags went big, um, like we were talking about before the pod. It's it's not, it's not from their own attempts. It's their opponent's inability to realize very apparent weaknesses and exploit those weaknesses for any length of time. So it became very clear early in the game, uh, playing the Tennessee Titans, that Derrick Henry was not having a lot of success running straight up the middle. Yet the good people over in Tennessee decided. Um, that they just keep trying it out. Um, it very much like my high school football coach was like, let's just let's just run it, and we're gonna break through one of these times, you know. And it did not work. But they ran like two toss sweeps for like 25 yards. But it was like, guys, you're uh, you guys don't have to set it up by running 20 failed plays to get your one like get get them all cheated in. Like you run three times like this, then you can do the other play and you'll be okay. And they never did, thankfully, mercifully. But um. Yeah, Trevi Lawrence, he had I think he ran for he ran for two touchdowns and he passed to Calvin Ridley for two touchdowns. So it was a good day. I think he did it on your bench too, on your fantasy team. Hmm. Yeah. Were you still starting Dak? I was. Oh yeah. And I, and I, I mean I won anyways, but I was a little jaded after going I went to the 49ers game last week and it was like forty degrees in Jacksonville. It was freezing and your boy McCafferty, he was healthy the whole time and ran around the field. He actually, uh, he actually posted to his Instagram a picture that my one of my friends down here, who's an on-field photographer for like Jacksonville Magazine or something, he posted one of his photos that he took of him hurdling one of the Jags players. It was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. So, but yeah, you you know the classic 49ers show up show up in Jacksonville and haven't showed up at five games prior to that and show up and, and beat us, but. I picked uh, I picked the Jags to win the AFC. So uh, you know, I mean that that prediction isn't like totally stupid yet. I, I probably wouldn't put yeah. money on it now. Preseason, <laughs> you yeah, I mean preseason, you had no way of knowing. But you know now, knowing uh, knowing Goodell how he is, and seeing the fan the fan base that surged in line of the Kelsey Taylor Swift dating. I mean, there is zero point zero chance that the officiating crew of the AS, AFC Championship game would allow the Jags to. Go to the Super Bowl over uh, over Kansas City, especially in light of their, you know, they're going to have her for a halftime Super Bowl like sneak performance. Obviously, she's going to she's going to jump in there, and uh, they're not going to they're going to m- not miss those views, bro. They got somebody's got to buy these Super Bowl commercial slots. Yeah, man. I mean, look, Taylor Swift's father is like a I don't know if he's a billionaire, but at least a hundred millionaire like big pharma guy, um, executive. And I mean, yeah, man. I mean, even if the NFL isn't doing it, I mean that uh, that old boy has uh, plenty of money to buy off the refs. I think you're just gonna get uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably gonna be Taylor Swift and the Chiefs, you know, in, in the in the Super Bowl again. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, boy, we're probably oh going. We're probably going Chiefs Eagles again, right? Have to be. I, I, I think I still lean San Francisco. 49ers. Yeah. yeah, I think I still do. Yeah, whatever. Whatever gets them two media markets in there. They just they need two big markets. <laughs> they kind of have the Jacksonville like. I feel like someone showed me that it was like the Jacksonville media market is like, like 1.7 million people. Like they're 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 not gonna allow that unless it's like a they start drawing up the Cinderella story early on in the season and you'll like feel that momentum. You know what I'm saying? I always forget that there's only that many people in the Jacksonville area because the city's just huge. It takes like an hour and a half to drive from one side to the other, but oh, there's just not that many people. Big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big city. It's because it's it's got that the river that runs in the middle. You know, I've talked about this before. It's like just it's got a big old river that cuts across the city, and this the river's like a mile wide. Oh yeah. So it makes the city humongous. But yeah, I mean, the city is effectively like three areas, and then like kind of an outskirt small suburb, and then there's like a large southern suburb as it kind of runs towards like St. Augustine, which is sort of a different thing, but it's the same thing but it's it's a little bit different see there's there wasn't uh you know when jacksonville was founded there just wasn't enough uh like crazy powerful rich people that wanted to name suburbs after themselves so it all just like it's all jacksonville oh yeah yeah yeah. well i mean there's there's some of that but not not a ton of that so uh i want to talk about something i don't really know much about but we should talk about it anyway uh yes (laughs) yes my favorite topics how do you like that how do you like that intro man I, we, we have a we have a joke in this household that's like we do a lot of speculating and then at the end it's like if only there was a way we could look this up. <laughs> it's like why would we do that? Well, let's just no, keep, let's just judging the by the the landscape of political commentators in this country in the year 2023, pretty sure this commentary is going to be better than 95% of everybody else today <laughs> because oh, yeah. I just have a very low oh, opinion yeah. of most of these people. But Javier uh, Millet or Miley, I I don't really know. Um sure. In a legitimate anarcho-capitalist economist has won the Argentinian presidency yesterday. Um, he plans on ending their central bank, their version of the, the Federal Reserve, slashing massive swaths of their federal government. Um, they want to dollarize their currency, tie it to the U.S. dollar. Um, I guess we know what it takes for modern human beings to vote for the right person. Um, it takes 128% inflation. <laughs> it takes it takes a complete destruction of their nation's economy and living under the jackboot of socialism since the 1960s. I mean, it's awesome for Argentina. I mean, I hope this guy gets it done and saves the country. But I'm not sure if you you know how this translates you know more globally. I'm not sure I should be too optimistic if it takes a complete and total devastation of a country's economy far worse than the worst days of the Great Depression times 10 to elect somebody serious about getting getting the government out of the way. I mean, you know, I, I, God bless him. I hope this dude absolutely upends the apple cart. But the fact that the fact that he's the first libertarian head of state and it took absolute economic calamity to make it happen doesn't really make me too optimistic about our prospects moving forward. I mean, the main thing that I love, I forgot exactly what the uh, the cross border agreement bricks, maybe, yeah, um, yep. whatever that China that China deal was. I the fact that he is immediately withdrawing from that, I love that. That's oh, great, yeah. absolute body blow to to China after coming over to America and literally saving San Francisco from itself. Like, <laughs> you know, shoot. Yeah. 
California yeah. can thank Xi Jinping for lifting My it out of like goodness. a homelessness drug problem. Like he he literally literally did it in like three days. I mean, that's what the Chinese can do. And the fact that they knocked that down, um, and then they were trying to have like a this is like a major cross border deal with a handful of countries being having their currencies backed by the UN rather than backed by the dollar. And that's uh would obviously spell gloom and doom for our economy and our like economic clout and, and certainly are like you know rating when it comes to cross-border financing but so that's a good thing uh we'll see what he does i mean I, I saw a video where he was taking all the different departments that they had and throwing them in the trash can off of like a like an org chart and i loved that <laughs> i thought it was the most beautiful thing that could ever happen uh and i look forward to when we have a u.s president that actually understands what they're doing and realizes how much waste is actually in the federal government government and realizes that we can streamline a lot of our processes and save the taxpayers money. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to that. Hopefully that could happen for us. Obviously they're not going to let them do anything really in Argentina. Like the, the leads that that be will, they'll, uh, they'll throw as many wrenches as possible to keep him as just as ineffective at, or scandal ridden. There might be right. that little, little bit of tax fraud, whatever, whatever his little vice is, though. They already hit him out. with quite a bit, like some of the weird sex stuff he's into and all that. They they already hit him with Ooh. all that stuff. Ooh. And he is a like a madman. I mean, he's a he's a true anarchist believer. I mean, you know, he campaigned with a chainsaw because he wants to cut the government in half. <laughs> you know, like he's a he calls he calls government yeah. employees parasites um, that need to be eliminated. I mean, he he's a he's a true believer. He is an anarchist. Um, I mean, American journalists. What what was the what was the sex stuff? They they, they do realize it's like 2023, right? Like yeah, the Democrats like... are the Democrats are like actively each campaign cycle electing like three or four only fan models a cycle. Yeah, like that's happening. I mean, didn't the Democrats elect somebody who was? was I mean, the Democratic like... Party's platform is like we must sexualize children as quickly as possible. Yeah. More so, no, it was just like him and his right. wife were in a bunch of like weird tantric shit. But it's like, who cares? It's 2023, bro. Leave Bilbo you're alone. Tantric, man. You're just He's sort of like, you, you, get, you have like a like a crystal with you while you're doing it, or is it something weird than that? I, oh, we yeah. don't, to, to, I, I don't know. Tantric sounds. sounds I don't know less. much about hobbit sex, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Live underground. I, I don't get it. <clears throat> I hope oh, his inauguration, he, he starts out the speech with like, uh, what's Bilbo say at his birthday party? It's like, I know half of you, half as well as. As I would like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. <laughs> how he starts it off. The man looks like Bilbo Baggins, dude. Come on. What am I supposed to do with that? Our journalists, our journalists. I, I liked class, it. I, li I was fine with it, man. I was li I'm fine with that. That's a, that's a good joke. It's a good our, joke. Our journalists, I mean, this is just all they have, man. They, they're, they're complaining. They're, they're comparing this man to Trump. I guess because they don't like him and they don't like Trump. I guess. I mean, that's. But those. They, look, comparing Millet to Donald Trump happens when one, you're the enemy of the people, <laughs> not just the American people, all people, all people that desire to be free, all across this flat Earth. Um, or two, you're a ridiculous child with an understanding of the world that resembles my eight-month-old daughter's understanding of the world. I mean, the smoothest of brains. Millet and Trump could not be further apart. Like, one is a student of the Austrian School of Economics, which for the normies at home is ten times more radical than Thomas Sowell or, or Hayek or somebody like that. 
Trump is a New York Keynesian who begged the Federal Reserve to print more money. <laughs> okay. You're like, you're comparing apples to Ford F-150s. Like, quite literally the opposite. Trump has no understanding of, of economics whatsoever and actively worked to hurt the American economy and is campaigning against the American economy right now, pledging to destroy any Republican that ever wants to reform entitlements and try to save Social Security and this, that, and the other. And, and Millet is rock solid on, on economics. So it's just like... I don't. They're both populists, I guess. But what, what do you think of just the smooth brain takes from our journey? I mean, obviously, this is all they. Have. I mean, they don't know anything about the world. They don't even know anything about American politics, let alone South American politics. But I mean, all they have is like, oh, Trump. I don't know. They both have weird haircuts. Well, as you know, nothing, nothing brings me more joy than talking about how dumb journalists are. I just there is just that's why beauty. I started. I started this podcast. Seven yeah, years just, ago, because of their stupidity, I just couldn't take it anymore. So, like the the behind the curtain thing here is, you know, I've done not a lot of TV, some TV, right? And Fox, you know, Fox is a you know perfectly reputable TV station as much as the other news outlets are or whatever. And it's funny because on Fox, I was given like I don't know, like the morning that they they wanted me to go on Fox for an evening. TV thing. They'd say, it's going to be news of the day. Here are the five or six topics. Are you comfortable with that and able to go on? And you say, yeah, I understand these topics. I Or if I don't fully understand it, I can get smart on it by tonight. Like, because, you know, whatever. Unless it's something just totally crazy. My friends that do CNN, MSNBC, and some of these other, like, left-wing ones, they will be told what they're talking about 25 minutes before they go on TV. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and it's, and it's, it's not more than that. And, it, and I've never heard of someone that has gotten more time than that. And it'll be something like on your 20 minute segment, we need you to be prepared to talk about like Israel and Hamas. We need you to be able to talk about the fed and what interest rates mean. Right. And we need you to be able to talk about something to do with like China. And then also this like very specific bill that's coming out of like Missouri in 20 minutes. Right. Now, I follow politics all day. You follow politics all day. Uh-huh. Um, I have a job. You have mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. No one is that good. No. No one is that good. And no one would be able to say something that actually benefited people. The scary thing though is it's not just the it's not just the TV ones that aren't very good. It's the ones that like think for a living and then the best that they can do is the most like what world are you living in take about anything, whether that's like the economics or like, have you ever, you know, they'll talk about something related like children or something like that. It's like, have you ever met a child? Like that's insane. Or like, you know, something weird about like masculinity or something or whatever. And you're like, are you, are you an insane person? Like, have Mm -hmm. you ever met a a man? Have you ever like engaged critically with this like international policy? It, It just, it makes me very sad. And it is very funny because I'm sure that none of these people, certainly talking about like Argentina, they'll be given their kind of talking points about like what populism means and they'll probably all have to Google it. And then they'll <laughs> just, a, kind just of, a dictionary. Definition. Yeah, they'll like they'll kind of do that and then they'll be like, Oh, it's it's like kind of pseudo fascism and then the, their entire <laughs> yeah. worldviews. I'll I'll tell you this, man. We were we were watching we were watching a TV show. This this ties in. We were watching a TV show yesterday. Um and we're like, it was the the murder at the end of the world with Clive Owen, new TV show on Hulu. And anytime someone brings up um, 
you know, any modern TV show that relates remotely close to like feminism or whatever, I always joke that it's really funny because what it all boils down to. And I said this as it began because like some like character very early on started talking about like feminism and I was like, okay, boy, here we go. I paused and I, I looked over and I said, here's what happens. Anytime someone mentions feminism and, and it's written by like modern, like millennial and like the generation right below above us women, there's always going to be like a Harry Potter drop and a Margaret, a Margaret Atwood drop. Yeah. Is all, all these journos know is yeah. Handmaid's Tale and Harry yep. Potter. That is yep. their entire political worldview. They don't know anything <laughs> yes. else. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't like, <laughs> if you understand that you can like watch the show and any show becomes like very predictable because it's always like, it's always embedded in like power dynamics and like, like just the, the nonsense that they, that's all they know. Yeah. Bro, in the first episode, I shit you not, <laughs> Margaret Atwood <laughs> is referenced like a, a like a semi obscure quote by Margaret. Oh, that's all they have. It's all they have immediately. And then one of the characters is talking about like later on in the episode, the same episode. I'm not even kidding. The first episode, one of the characters is talking about the ability of AI, and the other character is like, "Oh, I mean, what's different than your AI than other AI? Like it can't do art or whatever." And the the guy goes, "You know." Siri or whatever the AI's name was and this is Sam, whatever. Sam, give me Harry Potter as if it's written by Ernest Hemingway. Bro, I stood up and just stared at this stared at the sky so vindicated. It was beautiful. I was like, I literally have nailed it. And I predicted it from the beginning of the show. But if if you look at journals uh, and you understand that that is their that's yeah. all they have. That's yes. the one speed. Yeah. Like that's it. I mean, they, they, and I mean, it's like, it's complete stupidity and ignorance married with that like cocky American thing where like people think everything, I mean, like if, if anything happens and anything happens in the Middle East or any war breaks out or anything happens, the Republicans are like, see, Biden's weak. Never would have happened if Donald Trump were president or vice versa. They're like Donald Trump's <laughs> a madman. Never would have happened if Hillary Clinton was president. And it's like, like bro, Hamas doesn't give a shit. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like Hamas had been planning this attack on Israel for several years. It they really don't care what American politician is in the White House. Same with Vladimir Putin. I mean, it's like guys, it's just not. It's not like we aren't that. I mean, we are the most important country on the planet, the most powerful country on the planet. But we're not that important to every single person living on the planet. I mean, it's like when uh, some leftist was uh, earlier this year was elected president of Brazil. It was like. All the headlines by American journalists were like, in a rebuke of global Trumpism, Brazil elects a commie. Or it's just like, wait, what? Like, my goodness. Trump couldn't find Brazil on a map. Okay, I don't the, know if Trump people, could find the Florida good on a map. people of Brazil went to the polls to rebuke <laughs> yes. Trump's immigration policies. Like, what is wrong with you people? My goodness, have you had an original thought in your lives? Obviously, the answer is no. In a resounding rebuke. To Amy Comey Barrett's opinions on abortion, <laughs> yes. the good people of Rio de Janeiro showed yeah. up in droves I know. to give them the finger. <laughs> it's like, dude, you with your little job at the New York Times are not that important. I'm sorry. You just are not. Such a bizarre worldview, man. It's so bizarre. I mean, wow. I mean, like, how are they going to sell their book deals if everything isn't about Trump? Because they need, they need the optic of them standing... You know, in front of 
Air Force One or Marine One or in the White House press room asking the important questions of our executives, standing up to fascism as if they're like, you know, the lone protester in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. They're the they're the final, you know, beacon against just roving fascism that but for journalists would just run rampant over our country. They're Dumbledore's army, bro. <laughs> Instead of writing books, could they just read one instead? Just any book, any non-Harry Potter or Handmaid's Tale book, anything. I'm not. I'm not. They don't even need to to read Marcus Aurelius or anything. Just read something. Read something of substance, ladies and gentlemen. So good. So Goodness. good. I mean, Argentina got a good one. I mean, we'll see. Obviously, yeah, they'll either kill him or stop him, or you know, the Parliament will will stall out any any of his reforms more than likely. But uh, you know, there is something to be said about giving. Uh, people permission. I mean, he, he's he's a proud anarcho-capitalist, right? Who does not believe that the state or states should exist. I mean, you, dude, know. you, you know, you know what's being written right now, right? Like, this is a prediction. You can tell me if I'm wrong in a couple of days because I don't super pay attention to it. But I bet you, I'll bet, I'll bet a lot of a lot of money on the fact that right now, 25 different journals in the New Yorker, New York Times, Slate, any of the other ones that still exist, Jezebel, R.I.P. Um, are currently actively writing thought pieces being like, well, you know, after World War II, a lot of Nazis fled to Argentina, right? Those are those are the supporters that led to this populist movement, blah, 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 blah. And then it'll be like the complicated history of racism, populism in Argentina. Like those thought pieces are actively being paid oh, yeah. by people that are rushing as quickly as they can to like the Argentina Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. For all your journos, it's not the skinny one on the coast, by the way. It's, it's the larger <laughs> one. I just want to help you guys out. That'll save you a few hours right there. You're welcome. Yeah, your your Patagonia pullover, <laughs> that's the country where God. it is. So. Wait, is it the long, skinny one? No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the one where the coffee beans come from. No, it's not the... the one where Machu Picchu is. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, I mean they'll they'll definitely try to tie uh, anarcho-capitalism to national socialism for sure. You know, they're just they're I mean, basically you know, you know that dude. the same it, thing. You know, they have because that's the other thing too. You got Handmaid's Tale, you got Harry Potter, and then you have like a general understanding that like Hitler is bad. They don't know they don't fully get like the political movement behind it, but they know Hitler bad, and then Nazis went to Argentina, so they'll be like. <gasps> There's a hook. I'm telling you that. I mean, I'll be looking out for it, but I know that that article is being written as we speak. I mean, a lot of people on the left are trying to rehab Hitler, you know, because Hitler also hated (laughs) Jews. So I don't know. I mean, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on on the left, brother. Like, it's just, I I don't know. I saw a TikTok thing about Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah. He's like a hero to some of these, like, radical Gen Gen Zers or whatever. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're like, well, he made some good points. <laughs> I, I, maybe it was you. I, I saw I saw a good tweet that was like, dude, uh, thank God Osama bin Laden was concise with his criticism about America and didn't expound to making like a Mein Kampf level pamphlet. <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's like, that's a really good joke. It's a God, very strong joke. I can't take credit for that one, unfortunately. But No, okay. I, I feel like you, you toss a zinger out there every once in a while that I that I really enjoy. I don't. 
you know, I don't really engage as much on Twitter, but I just want you to know I enjoy your material. Oh, thanks, so. man. I know you're just trying not to get fired, you know, the Dude, whole thing, it, having I a job. You, man. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a lifelong struggle man you gotta really i mean I, i'm telling you dude it's it's crazy i'll hear these like you know you'll have like the candace owens of the world be like free speech and like that kind of crap dude the things that actually take place <laughs> that are the actual battles of free speech at like real people jobs where you have to fit yourself within like the corporate superstructure dude if you just like run afoul in a very very small way with, with even like an just are totally innocuous political opinion like just being like i don't you know the chinese communist party like bothers me or something and like your law firm happens to represent somebody tangentially related to that and it catches the ear of the right person like dude you're just you're gone yeah and and it's it's like they don't care man and, no. and i'm telling you it's it's a it's a real that that's the real stuff like wondering what those what those opinions are relative to like massive corporate and cross border transactional interests. You know the whole like, I don't like abortion. I like abortion. Oh, we gotta get rid of Tyler because he hates abortion. Like that stuff. Yeah, I mean that that happens a little bit, not a ton of it, but a lot of it. But you know the whole like, Tyler expressed an opinion that was against certain types of like economic development. Like I know a guy from. Uh, I, I'm not going to say because I don't want to tie it too closely to him because it would be <laughs> very Googleable. But there was a major company that was run by Lord Bezos. Um, you might have heard of it. And they were trying to do something in D.C., like start some sort of new warehouse or something like that. And he expressed an opinion as a man on the street with walking past a rally. Oh, no for like a union that was going to be created in Virginia on behalf of this company that shall not be named. Um, but it rhymes with Amazon. And he said something like, Oh yeah. Like I, I would say that I support, you know, I, I generally support like workers rights and, and unions or whatever. And it was for like some like dumb dc local thing yeah, yeah, yeah and it, it got on the news and i'm talking about like a like a 30 second bit where they're asking a handful of people yeah, yeah. gone gone oh the next gosh. week totally like you don't you do not work here anymore and it was because that their law firm was representing the real estate company that was the sub of another real estate company that was working in tandem to sell the property to amazon or oh my amazon. gosh man so like that's the real stakes, bro. Oh, the the Candace company that's like I can at my my conservative thing say my full opinions about whatever. It's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care. He's uh, like, oh, I'm so I'm so upset that I work for Ben Shapiro and can't talk I'm about oppressed. how much I hate the Jews. I'm oppressed. I'm oppressed. Oh. Oh my gosh. gosh. I can't shit on my colleagues' ability to. <laughs> Want to preserve their right to live and their people's, you know, home homeland. Imagine I, being surprised that Ben Shapiro supports Israel. I can't. I can't just freely express my my full range of opinions. Oh, oh, the humanity. Can you imagine Maybe. Trump's staff if he wins? <sighs> Candace Owens, Secretary of State. <laughs> so, here's the thing, man. Laura I think, Loomer, I think Press Secretary. 
here's what happens, man. Because this is what happened last time too. Like, you know, it would be so much worse this time. <laughs> I wonder. It would be so I much wondered, worse this time. At some point, so the adults in the room are going to be like, "Okay, this is an inevitability here." The lawyer with to... the the lawyer with the breasts who keeps antagonizing judges on TV every day will be the chief White House counsel. Boy, that would work out great. <laughs> well, see, it's weird though because last time there were a lot of like very talented, very smart people that I knew at UVA that were in the administration in like different, yeah, you know, council roles or whatever. But it was funny because, you know, it's 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 DC. You know, I mean, I don't know. You've never you never lived there, right? Amongst the no, amongst no. The, the the rats and riffraff. Okay. No, get in, get out as quick as possible. Yeah, that's very that's very savvy. Obviously, you fly to DCA because. Obviously, you're an adult. Never flown in DC, just driving through. Oh, nice, nice. That's a that's a really quick way to do it. Um, depending on the time of day. Anyways, the definitely um, depending on the time of day. <laughs> no, but there's the um, there's sort of like that that like kind of job tactic thing where you work there for like the you don't work there at the very beginning and you work there that kind of like middle two years and then you lever that to like that final year you go work for a big boy law firm or you go and lever that into beginning, you know, becoming like a consultant or whatever. Um, so I knew a handful of dudes that actually were like kind of true believer types and they were there from like the first year through the third year. And it was interesting at what point I, you know, I've talked with them before about this exact thing where it's like, at what point did it become like the, the weirdo influencer types were the people that were kind of like in the inner sanctum to when it became like the adults, sort of circled the wagons and some of them were like yeah with trump it was weird because people didn't expect him to win so it wasn't until like a couple weeks during the transition committee that people started to get together and they started like actually recruiting adults um but yeah <laughs> oh, I, I wonder when that's gonna be this go around because never there will be this funny thing well i mean there have to be though right like people no. i mean people despite trump are ambitious and will want those slots but there's kind of like a, a little dance that's gonna have to happen because he's gonna be very much in the you know a target in the eyes of like the DOJ slash New York slash Georgia, and he will also simultaneously be the GOP nominee and will not be indicted under anything, or he'll be indicted but not convicted of anything, but be kind of running under that the entire time. Coming like I guess he'll have it locked up probably by Super Tuesday, so like middle of March, and it'll be basically over. And that's when the first trial starts. Yeah, so I wonder I wonder at what point the GOP GOP has to kind of circle the wagons and say like we got to run full court press cuz right now like they're not running full court press. Like they're running like we're we're running a primary and it's great. But I mean, would it I be wonder... smart to circle the wagons? Like the thing is if you work like let's say I don't think Trump's going to win, but even if he does, I mean it's just like You don't think he wins the nomination? No, no, he he almost certainly, barring, okay. I mean, he is like 79, so he could die or become incapacitated or something, God forbid. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, or just like completely, you know, I don't know. You just never, I don't know, man. You never know. I, I think there's a very, you know, 95% chance he wins the nomination and probably a 15% chance he wins the general or less. Um, But I just don't, like, let's say he wins. Okay. What, like, during the transition time, like, why, like... Is it smart for the GOP to circle the wagons? Because like everybody that works in the administration is just a sacrificial lamb. Like their careers are over, their their lives might be over. I mean, they might end up in like prison or completely unemployable. Like I mean, if because so, like, it's just like 
Trump, he's not, like he's not even the man he was when he was president. Like he's just kind of losing it a little bit. Like not, I mean, not like there's levels to this. I'm not saying he's Joe Biden, like mushroom brain or anything like that. But like he's just not. If you see him speak, he's just not. He just doesn't have it, and he's just like what like crack lawyer would want that job, man. Like who with an IQ above 75 would want to work in a second Trump administration? Like you're you're going to be unemployable the rest of your life if you want to work in politics. And Trump is just like he's a loose cannon. He doesn't really know enough about the law to not break the law. Like obviously he's being persecuted. It is a political persecution, I believe, and he doesn't deserve to go to jail or anything like that. But it's like the like the classified documents thing. He's like, you know, probably should have class declassified these when I was president, but I didn't. Check it out. Look, look, we're going to go to war with Iran. Isn't that cool? Look. And it's like, guys, like, like that'll happen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just doesn't, like he just isn't buttoned up enough to not break the law. And then obviously the Democrats are sharks that smell blood in the water. I mean, they'll just make stuff up if they don't have anything on them. But it's like, it's not that hard to find dirt on him anyway because he's such he's just going off half cocked for a living all day every day so it's just like i, I don't know like what congressman or senator or governor or anybody would want to be in the cabinet like what partner at a decent law firm would want to work with the administration it's just like like why would you even circle the wagons because you're just sending like you're just making these people walk the plank <laughs> you know what i mean like their careers are over i, I don't know man I don't know. I, I just think the quality yeah. of individual that would staff a second Trump administration would be like shockingly, alarmingly low. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that also presupposes that number one, people are disturbingly ambitious, and that a lot of people understand that if you look at the people that were even under. I mean, I, I, you know, one of my one of my dear friends, she was an attorney. For a lot of these people that were undergoing the whole Russia thing and the the Mueller thing the entire time um, that they were, you know, in office uh, during the first Trump administration. And it was, uh, you know, it was not great. They didn't have a great time. And it was very, very painful and very, 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 very expensive. Yeah. And yet, if you look at them and who came out of it, I mean, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, Kaylee McElhinney. Like she's a multimillionaire with multiple books, and and she's also like a contributor on on a number of different Fox shows. I mean, these well, people... that's that, that's different. Like just just cashing in is different. Like you you can always do that, but that's not like yeah. If, if, if all you care about is money, sure, you know, take the job, sure. quit in a year, write a book. But I just mean like the people that actually want to be president one day, or be a Supreme Court justice, or be a partner at a law firm, or, or want actual power yeah, but, I mean, not just a lot money. of people went and and got into politics man i mean they're you know anna and it wasn't anna paulina luna wasn't she in there doing something I, I and she's she now a, a congressman i yeah. think she was just like a fan on twitter <laughs> i think she was in it was I think, she i thought i thought i think that she was in it really I, and yeah. uh i'm pretty sure about that hmm. um but there was a guy that was uh trump's immigration czar he's now a congressman in colorado i think and you got a congressman in florida you got um Catalina Loff, who was in who was in there for a little bit, and she ran. She, you know, nearly knocked off like a ten-year incumbent in Illinois. I mean, it's you know, it, it doesn't. It's not a death sentence, but it's also kind of like you gotta you gotta kind of know what you're doing, right? Like you can't get in and do, you know, just be flagrantly just. Oh, I'm just gonna come in the Trump administration. Whatever you gotta kind of have a plan. You know, you can't get yeah. done and 
expect to go back to your community and like i don't know the yeah, west and you gotta and you gotta like, like body buddies with everybody you know what i'm saying you really gotta you, thread you, the you needle know. too like you gotta get out before trump asks you to defend something that's indefensible <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta like you don't want to work for four years in a Trump administration. You know, you want to have an exit strategy before you're just in too deep to get out and it just becomes your identity, you know, it just becomes like a glaring red flag on your record, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, totally. You and also, gotta... while while showing, like, complete and total loyalty to Trump so that he doesn't talk shit about you and try to end your career that way, too. Because if, you know, that's all he cares right. about and it's just people sucking his dick. So you have to, like really pucker up and then also sure. try to figure out a way out before things get really bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just seems like I think you're going to get a lot of like Matt Gates types, Lauren Boebert, like the, the clown, the clowns, yeah, honk, dude, honk. I mean, honestly, bro, you know, it'd be really funny, like a funny troll. If you just, if you're running kind of Trump optic stuff and you just to, just to kind of like constantly like throw the media off things and just, mix in like some false information like with like rumor with like the real information and it'd be really funny to be like you know lauren lauren's probably gonna lose right i'm pretty sure i saw something that she's not gonna win the oh, election yeah. she's she won by like 400 votes last time and since then she got divorced and gave a hand job at a movie theater and shit so yeah she's probably toast see, be, it, see this is what i'm saying it'd be really funny if you're running you know new new coming in administration and you're saying like yeah you actually you know, Lauren, uh, being a lover of, of the arts, Trump's actually going to appoint her the uh, <laughs> the executive of the National Endowment of the Arts. Yes. yes. And have her, like, standing there next to, like, I don't know, like one of those, like, kind of, you know, life-size <laughs> placards of, like, Hamilton or something. Oh, yeah, That man. would be hysterical. Like, it just constantly be. doing just random things like that, that would be, uh, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah. So... I mean, there's a non-zero chance like Kanye West would be in the cabinet. I don't think that's true. I, think, I don't think that's there's true. a non-zero chance Candace Owens would be in the cabinet. I don't. I think. I don't know, man. I think that. I think people like Char- that. Charlie Kirk. Yeah, no, I, I could see. I could see that. I could see. I could see a lot of that. But I mean, there's there's a lot of like. I don't know how his head would fit in the White House. It is kind. But, of, he does man. have like kind of a a thing that keeps kind of growing. It's, well, is it just that, or is it just his face is getting smaller? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, getting the weeds, like, weird yeah. diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird diet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. It's I've, all those I've seed oils, bro. Man, you gotta stay Dude, away from seed oils. I'm telling you, man. I've been. Uh, I'm not trying to get. You know, if you if you want to talk like food conspiracy, I'm I'm totally down to do that because Hit I've me. been go for it. I've been. Uh, yeah, man. I've been cutting out basically everything that I can. But for, you know, obviously there's there there's only so much you can do, right? Like you can't oh, yeah. go, you know, unless I, I start like living off the land and then it's like, how far do you go living off the land? Like, do you put pesticides or fertilizer? Because not all the soil is good and you got to, you know, fuck with the pH and do you want any kind of balance. But either way, dude, I'm telling you, drop like 25 pounds by like playing with that stuff. Just, I mean, and we're talking like basically eating the same amount, same amount of protein. I've been upping my running, but not so much to be like crazy, crazy, like a, you know same kind of like burn allocation and just like cutting out soy seed oils yeah dude, 25 pounds that's no awesome question and then also in, in, you know incorporating like a weekly 48 hour fast every other week really game changer, game changer dude nice 48 hours, hours that's that's job. serious too that's you know first that's 24 hours a little tough 
Well, I mean, Dana White, dude. Dana White will do a week, man. Really? Oh, yeah. Dana White talks about you do uh, – I mean, a lot of people do this, not just Dana White, but he's, he, like, recently talked about it. So I, I just I wouldn't I just he... wouldn't have expected it from Dana White is all. Oh, yeah, dude. You do uh, – you do the first the first 48 hours is like water with like infused electrolytes but you don't you have to get them from like powder and stuff you can't have no no calories no sugars all that kind of stuff or else you'll tank your system and then the next like 72 hours you drink bone broth and then your final like uh, 48 hours is back to your electrolyte game and then you can kind of you know reset yourself but yeah dude it's apparently after 72 hours, your body starts producing all these different kind of regenerative things that help with your brain, your cells. I mean, it's it's apparently tied to a handful of different things that it's not a it's obviously not like a every few weeks thing. It's like a twice a year thing. Right. But if you kind of reset your system, it's I mean, it's almost like doing like a factory reset. It feels pretty good. So that's dope. Yeah, I'm into but, it. I, I just know, try man. to eat as much wild game as I can. And oh, yeah. uh, I don't really eat grain. I'll occasionally eat a little rice or eat a little bit of, like, you know, corn chips with salsa or something. But uh, not a lot of grain. Um, no wheat ever. I went gluten-free in 2016. Haven't had wheat in, yeah, well, seven years. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I lost. Right? I lost. I didn't know I, that about you. Oh, yeah, man. I lost 20 pounds immediately. It only took, like, a month. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like, I couldn't, yeah. like, I, I had no, ab, like, I couldn't get abs back. It was just, like. Like, I wasn't, like, fat, but, I, like, my face was a little pudgy, and, like, I had no abs. Like, like for no reason, not for, like, lack of effort or anything. It was just, like, I was putting on weight in these weird ways, and I had all kinds of, uh, like, heartburn, acid reflux issues. And uh, I just tried the gluten-free thing. I was like, I'll just try it, man. I feel like crap. You know, why not? I'll try it for a week, see what happens. And uh, in 48 hours, I felt completely different. Oh, dude, Like, it's, just the heartburn stopped totally immediately. Yeah. I lost 20 pounds. It was just, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like super hard to digest. <laughs> you know, like if you're eating bread and pasta all the time, like yeah, your body hates that because it's super taxing on your on your system, man. So, I just cut that out. Up the wild game. I mean, I, I just eat like protein and veggies, and I'll eat like handful of grapes at night before bed as like a little treat. And that's oh, yeah. what I eat, man. Meat, meat, and meat and veggies. Dude, that's fantastic. I mean, dude, to your point. I mean, obviously, you know, I was definitely like. Living in New York, living alone, drinking way too much. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, when you stop, when you cut all that out and cut out some of that, the other mess that you, to the extent that you obviously can, as, as I said before, I mean, dude, the, it, to your point, like the facial structure totally oh, yeah. changes, man. I was, yep. I was seeing like before and after of like different diets that people were trying, as well as like, uh, you know, like when women stop taking birth control, yeah. bro, totally, totally different looking people. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because like it's not like I was getting like chubby cheek, but that's that's not like your body. It's I wasn't just eating too much or not working out. It's like you shouldn't be growing fat on your face. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Well, that's you just, just your look body. Swollen. You just yeah, look swollen. It, yeah, yeah. It's like your body has no idea what to do with this garbage that you're feeding it, and it's just like all this waterlogged fat cells are just depositing in these weird spots that don't make any sense. And it's like it's not real. It's not like I was like really unhealthy or eating that bad, but it was just like my body had no idea what to do with all yeah. that garbage, man. And you just felt better, man. And dude, I uh, I think I've told this story on the podcast, but like three days, three four days after I stopped eating gluten, just like cold turkey, I felt like a freaking heroin addict. It was like two in the morning. 
I was watching a movie at our old apartment in 2016, and I freaking, like, wanted to eat bread. Like, I, I'd never, like, been, like, addicted to something, you know? So I've never felt that, like, well, I mean, I, I used, I mean, I, nicotine, but this was, like, much, much worse than nicotine. I was literally at two in the morning standing with a box of freaking Cheez-Its over my trash can at two in the morning trying to throw this box of Cheez-Its out. I was like, I need to eat this shit right now. And I stood there for like five. I was like, I feel like a crackhead right now. Like I couldn't. And then finally I threw it in the trash, went to bed, never looked back. I was like, holy crap, man. Like that bad food. Like if you eat too much sugar, too much grain, like anything that your body shouldn't, isn't processing well but tastes really good like man like it's you get addicted to that stuff like i felt like a physically like i needed to eat it it was weird man that was the only time i've ever experienced something like that dude i i honestly had a a similar experience but from actually the consuming of it when i was studying for the florida bar i kid you not one of my like kind of vices that i really enjoy is like reese's not reese's uh rich crackers with peanut butter okay oh yeah dude could eat like a whole sleeve of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you what, man, I had a week where I like ate that pretty consistently. I look back, you know, at the end of the week, I'm like, man, I feel like shit. I don't really remember a lot of this <laughs> stuff. Like it just was, you know, whatever. Did a little research on it, you know, bread brain kind of stuff. And just said like, not going to eat that anymore. Dude, the actual like delta of improvement that I felt in the next week of just like, memory retention of what oh, i yeah. was doing oh yeah was i mean obviously obviously anecdotal but having touched you know ritz oreos pringles all that kind of shit that kind of is the same sort of bandwidth of like processed cookie kind of stuff dude total game changer absolutely would would never do eat any of that stuff if i was ever trying to do something intellectual like it just just it's a fog man it's a total fog yeah man and uh, I have to assume that's just how every journalist eats all day, every day, their whole lives. Oh, dude, what, what's her name? Taylor Lorenz is oh, actively dude. like scarfing down Pringles right now. Wheat Full thins, speed. wheat thins oh, dipped dude. in uh, canola oil. Yeah, dude, man. You can you can totally see her like having like a bunch of wheat thins with like hummus and like trying to like. Talk to her like Middle Eastern friends, being like, "I understand the plight of Hamas," <laughs> and you're like, "Shut the, f-, you know, oh yeah, I had some hummus earlier, you know." And she probably like tries to pronounce it and like, like Hamas, you know, and tries to be like, "Oh, yeah, that's what she sucks." She blocked me on Twitter. Fifty-seven-year-old uh, Taylor yeah. Lorenz. Do we ever come? Do we, do we ever get to the bottom of how old that woman is? I mean, she probably is accepting a social security check yeah. for sure. I think she was yeah. in like her late fall. I just love the treatment that she was actively trying to like skirt journalistic ethics of like getting parental consent before talking to like 15 year old girls and like putting their like quotes in the New York times. And that was just treated like a gosh, Taylor, Taylor's just so brave as a journalist. She'll go to, she'll go places that other people won't go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? All of you elites went to Epstein's Island, bro. Like you guys will are willing to go there with children. Like, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Joke. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, man. Yep. Yep. The least impressive among us. Write the news. It's uh, it's not great, but there's really not a there's not a proper incentive structure for them to ever be talented, and they they don't ever have to, you know, 
all of their retractions happen at the bottom and no one even how many how many times have you ever read a news article twice like zero so there's no incentive for them to ever get it right and therefore it's not going to change it's just going to change economically and you know that's that's just going to be the same people will you know that get fired from like a, a failed thing like jezebel or buzzfeed will just repool together get another couple of like you know hyper wealthy liberal donors They'll pull their money and create like the next new thing and they'll be wrong there too. So I mean as long as people still hate Republicans, then they'll still there's still money to be made with that business model. You know what I mean? They can just start a sub stack and even if they get fired for being too stupid, you know, if they just talk about how much they hate Donald Trump or whatever, then you know, Democrats will still give them money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So. I mean, like, the political media on the right has gotten so much worse in the last few years as well, you know? I mean, just, like, the collective IQ of the press is just, man, I mean, it's it's just, I mean, dude, the amount of people I have muted on Twitter, it's like half of the world. So many keywords that I just cannot, like, Candace Owens, the other day, I was like, there's far too much Candace Owens on Twitter. Like, the normal amount of Candace Owens is already unacceptable, unacceptably high on a normal day. And then, like, everybody on Twitter was talking about Candace Owens. I was like, well, no, no. Not not, not on my timeline. Not today, son. <laughs> that just ain't going to happen. I'm just, like, on a mute fest. It's like, golly, that, that is, like, that's the most interesting thing. That That's the most interesting thing going on in the world for you people, huh? Really? I mean, I got, I got to kind of applaud it, too, though. I mean, it's, it's she just, like, they just, like, know how to do it. Like, to, to gin up all this, like, weird stuff and get where they want to be and like get people talking about them it's it's fascinating i've I've never seen anything like it where you can just sort of do 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 and then you know just asking questions talking about you yeah yeah it's i mean kind of genius dude i i mean i again like i don't i don't like it 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 doesn't work for me but i mean i'll tell you what man the fact that they can just sort of do what they're doing and say something totally crazy that I, I that i'm not confident that they actually believe in and then get people talking about them for like two weeks and then they're like oh gosh people are lying about me and then you know their their little warriors go and bat for them and then then they get pushed back and then you know you're just like oh gosh you know check out my new x it's, <laughs> it's it's freaking genius and and yet at the end there's no accountability no one like stops paying attention to her you know, people people still pay attention to these crazy people years down the road for like mistakes that I can remember, but other people can't remember. And you know, at a certain point, it's like, oh well, what do we do? Argentinian politics has bears no resemblance to American politics, obviously. And and I, I we'd mentioned earlier in the show that I can't stand it when people try to make everything about America. They try to they view everything in the world through the lens of American politics, which is ridiculous and stupid. Like, the, the one thing I, I'm i taking away from Millet's election yesterday is, like, one, I'm happy for the people of Argentina that made the right call. They elected a true believer, a true radical, who wants to make their lives better. Probably won't happen. Things don't really get better. <laughs> but it's very often. You know what I mean? Like, the you know, the last time American politics got better was, you know, Harding and Coolidge in the, the early to mid-1920s. Um and it's been on a just a downward cycle ever since. It's, you know, almost 100 years. But the main takeaway, unfortunately for me, is just like, if you look at what those people, and this is how I started the show, but I, I want to, re- we can end on this. I mean, it took 128% inflation 
for these people to feel comfortable voting for somebody who's speaking common sense. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like we think things suck <laughs> now, but nothing's gonna change. We're gonna get eighty-one year old or eighty-two year old Biden or or seventy-nine year old Trump, and they're both big spending neoliberals. We can't wait to finish off what's left of the American economy. We're gonna get hectic, nonsensical foreign policy. We're gonna get the American culture moving even further to the left. We're gonna get all all this stuff. The the media is not going to get any better. Journalists are not going to get any better. Candace Owens is Candace Owens because the financial incentives created Candace Owens. She's making millions and millions of dollars a year being a ridiculous, silly child on Twitter. You know what I mean? And like that incentive structure is not going anywhere. Like American voters aren't incentivized to elect smart people. People are not incentivized to listen to smart commentators that actually have something of value to add to the discourse. Unfortunately, like, for those for those models to change, the country's going to have to get way worse. <laughs> you know, it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. I don't think we're anywhere close to you know listening to Thomas Sowell over Candace Owens or voting for a libertarian over a over somebody like Trump. Like it's just like we're nowhere close to that. Like look around. Like people are perfectly happy doing the exact same things that have destroyed the country, and they're going to continue doing so. Unfortunately. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just uh. Just a. Uh bastion of positivity over there man i'm excited it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a lovely 2024 and gosh it just makes 2025 that much more special <laughs> <laughs> hey you never know maybe the good guys will win in 2028 probably ah, 2028 probably. man jeez i can't even imagine like how much 100... how much the world has changed since like 2016 argent the the inflation in argentina is 128 percent. that's what it takes man that's what it oh, takes. Yeah. That's what it takes to break people out of their apathy. Pain. They gotta feel it. I, mean, I thought people felt it. I thought people felt it when then when Anthony Fauci ran the free world for a year. Apparently not. Apparently I, not. I just can't. I just people's. It, I will tell you, man. People's short memory about that is oh, it makes me sick. Wild to me. It I, makes me I, sick. I don't understand that because I I'm I was in New York, man, and I walked around and. If you go to New York, if you went to New York in 2019, December of 2019, and then you went to New York now, it, it's it's such a notable difference. I mean, it was, it was changing little by little, but there was like different things in place to prevent it from happening like so wholesale. If you go, if you went there 2019 to now, the amount of just every single thing is a corporate thing now versus back then there was like a, a hefty amount of like, Mom and pop restaurants, mom and pop pizza shops, etc. It it's staggering, and that is purely, purely, because all of these people consistently lied or said things with absolute certainty that then changed to be different things that were absolutely certain. And we watched as business after business just utterly collapsed. Hundreds and hundreds of million dollars of millions of dollars were fraudulently taken and applied and very, 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 very little accountability for all the PPP money that was used for payroll that people just exploited. There was people doing just absolutely insane things. And then we saw where then the money that they had with interest rates where they were, people were just reallocating that to being buying, you know, just commercial stuff, whether it was houses or whether it was going on buying like a new TV or something. And, it led to this environment that they're at. So everybody's businesses got destroyed. The hyper rich got more rich by picking up all these different assets. 
and it left the average American person holding the bag and looking like, well, I had this job that existed in this company that I cared about a lot for a long period of time. And now all that's shot to hell. Oh, and my city is worse off because the Democrats decided leading up to the Trump's reelection that they needed just to sort of let it be a free for all. So perfect. The, de- the Democrats convinced their voters that uh, they need to be afraid of every virus and they're still getting booster shots up their ass every five seconds. And then Trump voters are so bought into the, the cult of personality that when Trump says, I did nothing wrong, I was right to to make Anthony Fauci emperor, I the vaccine, I'm the father of the vaccine, you should shove it up your ass right now. And they're like, okay, okay, Daddy Trump. So both sides have been completely demoralized and beaten down to the point where they're not allowed to remember what the government did to them in 2020. It's kind of interesting that people don't, people don't hit Trump on that like they like you would think that they would but they just don't they don't no. they don't hit him on that they That's, do as they're told they do as they're told just like they, don't, they I mean Republicans are Democrats now man they do as they're told it was yeah. good like I get it was a pain in the ass for like Republican leadership to like wrangle the cats and get a bunch of people that don't agree on anything to vote for a candidate or whatever but that was way better than this that was way better than this like weird club that everybody's in you can't question dear leader or you're kicked out of the club what is that? What What is that? Some un-American bullshit is what that is. It's disgusting, man. It makes me sick. These are otherwise intelligent people who have been completely hoodwinked and demoralized. It's, it's, man, the gaslighting that Trump puts these people through on a daily basis, and they just take it. Thank yeah. you, sir. May I have another? It's yeah, there is a weird, there, there are some weird purity tests that I don't fully understand. I mean, there, I mean, there's still, there's one... There's the one in Iowa that they're they're having to go through the whole ethanol thing, and then they got to go down to South Carolina and do their. It's all it's it's. There's just some weird weird purity test stuff that I don't fully understand. And again, like I don't know that people have fully thought through how this plays out when you know when and if Trump doesn't want to go again. You know, hope maybe pretty old. Um, in four years from now, but like there, there has to be some sort of semblance or an assembly of ideas that carries this beyond Trump. Like, you know, the loyalty test, you know, when Trump's gone, like the loyalty test to Trump is not going to matter. No one's going to know what that means. And if the Republicans don't come up with something that's not just like how, how much of buddy, buddy were they with Trump? That's that's what it'll be about. That'll be nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what the right, that's what politics on the right will be until at least Trump's death. Will just be how how much did you praise Trump publicly? Because there's no policy, like there's no like unifying policies or anything. And I guess like I'd say like all Republicans want to want like a secure border with Mexico. You know, there's like a few things like that, sure. but it's not it's not like pro life movement or anything. Like Trump shit all over them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like oh for sure. It's not yeah, anything yeah. foreign policy related because there is no. I mean, there is no, like, Trump doctrine on foreign policy. It's just, like, whoever he plays golf with that day. And if it's Rand Paul, great. If it's Lindsey Graham, duck. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, look out, civilians in the Middle East. He played golf with Lindsey Graham today. I mean, it's like, that's no way to run foreign policy for the most powerful military in the history of the planet. You know what I mean? It's just all over. But there's nothing that unifies these people. It's not about policy. They don't really care. It's just about personality, man. That's it. Yeah, that that is true. And and Lindsey Graham to me is like an SNL skit, man. Like a really oh, yeah. funny SNL skit would be like Lindsey Graham gets brought into like the situation room and they're like, 
hey Lindsay, we got a we got an opportunity here to take out a couple of Hamas terrorists. We're uh we're thinking about giving them the one two. You know what I'm saying? We got a couple couple missiles ready to go. Um, you just you know let us know what you're what you're thinking. Um, you know, and uh, he's like, well, let's uh let's wait till they get to like a children's birthday party. And he's like, well, well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Graham, we got a Senator Graham. We have them. On, they're, they're like on the road right now. They're, it's just like a, there's no one around. Yeah, yeah. Like a pickup truck. Like they're in the middle. No, no, no. I've always had a thing for like, uh, trying to make a, like a Patriot missile land, like right into a pinata as like a kid swinging it. I think that'd be, that just would be perfect. Uh, oh, okay, sir. Yeah. That's, that's one way we could do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's just. And he's like, now so just creepy. wait. They're heading to a wedding. Wait until the part in the wedding where they're pouring the stupid different color sand into the vase to symbolize something. That's when you should drop the Patriot missile. If right you could there. hit right the, the bride and groom as they're feeding each other cake, that would be <laughs> that would change the game. <laughs> you know how it's funny when they get the cake on their face. Imagine that, but blood. But a missile. Make it happen, General. <laughs> God. Goodness gracious. It's harsh, but true. It's just Homeboy has never seen a bomb he didn't want to drop. Not yeah. once in his miserable life. My goodness. Oh, 100%. He's like, Trump, they, uh, North of Grumman actually told me that they have this new thing where instead of hitting one wedding, we could hit three at once. Same bomb. <laughs> it's just like, thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate People try you. to like retcon Trump as like this anti-war libertarian on foreign policy. And it's like, dude, I mean, I covered that for four years. <laughs> and like... There were a few really great moments and a whole bunch of bad ones. I mean, he ramped up the funding of the Saudis' war in Yemen. He bombed the living crap out of Syria. He did. He, he killed the, a bunch of kids in Yemen with a, with a U.S. drone strike. It's like, yeah, we need a lot of horrible, horrible things because he was listening to all the wrong people, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any uh, hope for the immediate future of America, but, uh, you know, things get bad enough. You know, 128% inflation, we might... We might, people might finally say, okay, all right, all right, maybe old Brady was right. You know, maybe I should uh, try something new here. I don't know. That's probably right. Ty, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. We're way over time. Sorry about, sorry about that. I just realized no, how long good, we've been man. talking. No, but, you're uh, good. You're good. Thanks for doing this, man. Where, uh, where can that, oh, shit, you're not on Twitter anymore. Uh, you're on Instagram. Where can everybody follow you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I uh, take some pictures occasionally. Maybe Usually from, like, the, airplanes uh, and stuff. Yeah, mainly cool. the day-to-day. Some like uh, some weekend stuff, depending on what crazy hobby I'm into that that uh that week. You're still flying planes all over the place. I haven't asked you about that in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, my my flight instructor now flies for Delta, so I had a new flight instructor that is different. So I'm trying to finish it up. But uh, is it like almost... a a they them kind of situation? You don't really it's not that. No, God, no, 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 no. Okay, I would good. no, no, no. That would that's be good. not a lot of that. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of dudes that were inspired by Top Gun. I'd imagine, um, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's just it, it's just tough with with weather down here in Florida. It's tough to kind of finish everything up and then schedule. So if you have a if you have like a, a busy weekend and then it rains the next weekend, you've missed like a month, you know. So you can't done. fly in the rain. I don't really know anything uh, about no. flying planes. No, I, I mean not when you're starting though. No. You have to. Except you have that to makes that that seems that seems wise. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but get it done and just doing the uh, the planting. Still working on some short story stuff and hopefully getting some of that published soon. Darn right. Stay posted for that, everybody. Uh, I'm sure it'll be awesome. Uh, Everybody follow uh, Old Ty on Instagram. 
Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.